right. You're listening to the Stream Token Podcast, a show to help people make meaningful content and pursue their streaming passions. My name is Robert Maldonado. I'm an official Twitch content creator for the Army National Guard. I'm sitting down with other creators to talk about their processes, the lessons they've learned, and how to help others. Here at the Stream Token Podcast, we learn, share, and grow together. So before we get started with the show, I just want to remind everyone, you can find me streaming every Monday morning from 5.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday and Sunday evening from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm there streaming at twitch.tv backslash malda underscore rob. And you can also find me every other Wednesday on the official Army National Guard channel. It's twitch.tv backslash Army National Guard. Uh, I appreciate everyone who stops by, says hello, hangs out, and it's part of the show. So... I can't believe that we're on episode three already. Even though this comes out every other month, uh, I will listen. I will tell you guys that this is being recorded way in advance. I am actually away at a school for the military. I'm trying to get promoted. It's called the Advanced Leadership Course. It's a month long. I've got to demonstrate that I still remember how to do infantry things. It has been a long time since I've done any infantry stuff. So hopefully I'm going through the course smoother than I thought and I'm making it so I can come home and get promoted and I will be Staff Sergeant Maldonado as opposed to Sergeant Maldonado. That'd be pretty exciting. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a long month. So I've recorded this episode and then I just recorded episode four, well at least the interview portions. So I'm trying to get ahead of the game. The YouTube stuff unfortunately I wasn't as prepared, so that's that's going to kind of come to a halt. But I wanted to make sure that this was coming out. This is important. I really love doing the Stream Token podcast. I'm super grateful that people have decided to listen to, to this podcast and at least have some sort of value. Uh, I might sound different again because this is the third microphone I'm recording this with. I'm just super excited that I found this mic. This is a Shure SM Beta 58 Alpha or 58A. Uh, I, yeah, I got this mic in like 2012 and I thought I lost it to the move like a couple weeks ago when I was figuring out microphone and sound stuff. I was like, man, I know I have a Shure 58 somewhere. I have no idea where that went. Cause I got this when I used to live in New Jersey. It came with me to Ohio and I moved out there. I used to DJ. I used to be like a, a party DJ and do a couple bars, stuff like that. So I used to use this microphone as a live mic when I DJ'd. And I was like, I know that microphone is around and it sounds pretty good. I'd like to hear how it sounds on stream or maybe record one of the podcasts with them. So this is the third <laughs> microphone in this series. The first one was my Audio-Technica AT2020. Again, another great microphone. It just picked up everything in its mother. The last episode was like, the intro is always going to be the AT2020. The last episode I recorded with my main streaming mic, the Rode Pod Mic, which I love that microphone. For $100, I don't think you can get a better microphone at that price point. Can't go wrong. I'm just excited. Uh, I think this microphone is like 140 something like that. I think it's a great sounding mic. The Shure, the 58 series is like the microphone that you see when everyone is doing some sort of live concert so it's it's a really good standard mic so i don't know 
to let me know if you guys are interested or you, you want to give me some feedback. What microphone do you think sounds best? So this is again the Shure 58 or Shure Shure Beta 58 Alpha or did I say it wrong? Yeah, Shure Beta 58 Alpha. Um, let me know what you guys think. I want to use the microphone that sounds best to you guys because you have to listen to me. So that's what this is. Today, I want to talk about my issues with figuring. It wasn't even really an issue. I think this one was more personal preference, but audio interfaces. So when you're recording or when you're doing a podcast or when you're streaming, in order to use an XLR microphone, you need some sort of interface. So I started out with that blue snowball and it was a USB microphone. All I had to do, had a USB plug. I forget what type of plug it's called. It's the one that goes into older printers. I, I don't know whatever that USB is. And then you plug it in right into the computer. The computer recognizes it and you don't have to do anything fancy. That's what's great about USB microphones. You don't need anything else. Everything is in the microphone. You just plug it in. They can hear you. You sound pretty good. Go. But if you want to go to that next level, there's a XLR. So that's what I wanted. I wanted to be at the XLR part. So I started with a, a USB interface. It was the Focusrite Solo, the 202. It was just this little red box. It had one XLR in and it had one line in if you were gonna use a, an instrument and they had independent levels. It was decent. The preamps were okay. It sounded okay, and it was like $120, I think. Actually, I have my computer in front of me. I can look that up. Let's see, Focusrite, Focus, Focusrite Solo. And they make a bunch of them, and they range. Yeah, the Focusrite Scarlet Solo, this Gen 3, was $109.99. I got mine off of Amazon. Uh, I'm glad I did get it off of Amazon, because at one point, remember, I had that crazy issue where my audio was doubling up so it was peaking like crazy when i was streaming but it wasn't doing that anytime else i didn't know what i was doing so i thought the equipment was messed up maybe it was my microphone um, when i had gotten the condenser mic it was still doing the same thing at first i'm like well maybe it's the focus right and i just didn't know how to use it but it is a great starting point if that's where you want to go I wanted a little bit more control. I wanted to be able to adjust things and I wanted to fiddle with knobs. I really think that's what I want to do. The The Focusrite Scarlet Solo uh, is just a, a red box. You sit on your desk, you plug in, it's got two little gain knobs for one, one for the microphone and one for if you're gonna use an instrument and then there's the monitoring. I don't know, maybe I just wanted more knobs, something like that. I do have a minor background in music. I, I used to play guitar, I used to play piano. Um, at one point, I was an assistant band director. That was way, way long ago. So I'm pretty familiar, especially with being a DJ. I'm pretty familiar with mixers and things like that. So I said, okay, maybe maybe just this specific one. This Maybe I should try a mixer and see how that goes. So I was able, luckily, I was able to return the focus right to Amazon. I said, hey, this product isn't for me. They were nice enough to take that back without any issues. Sent that back, and I... Ended up going with a USB mixer. The most common one is the Behringer, is what I see. Let's see, I don't even know how to spell Behringer. Jer mixer, here we go. That's not how I spelled it. 
Uh, yeah, the one I see on the internet all the time is the the Behringer X E N Y X. I just uh, whatever that is. Um, I've heard mixed things about that one, so I, I I wasn't sold on it. I've heard that it's okay. I've heard the preamps are okay. Um, I just didn't think I've, I've used Behringer products before, and they've been nothing special. Uh, so I wanted to find something a little bit. Uh, at a little bit different, maybe a slightly higher price point. Um, I ended up going with a, a Yamaha MG10XU USB mixer. And it's been great. I think the preamps sound really good on it. Um, I, it has, the, so the first two lines have uh, an onboard, they have a compressor on them, which helps kind of, it, uh, it takes your signal and it takes it very, very low and kind of squishes it up and brings it up a little bit. And it takes the really, really high it kind of squishes that down so it's a little more even. So it's got compressor on it that sounds okay. It's got good audio as far as I can tell. I've actually, so I've, I was playing Rainbow Six Siege. I was using my AT2020 through this. And someone, it's the first round me and my buddy are playing and someone goes, you have no business sounding this good right now. What kind of microphone do you have? And I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. So... It sounds, I think it sounds pretty good. And with the mixer, I can do things like I can run, I run my music from, sometimes from my phone, uh, right into the mixer, and then that goes right into the stream. Sometimes I run it uh, from the PC, I can have a separate audio, or at least I can control the levels. The best thing that I like about it is I can manually control without having to worry about OBS or messing with settings or messing with um, different filters and things like that. It's just a little knob. I've got a separate knob for my microphone volume, if that needs to come up. I've got a separate knob for my uh, music, if that needs to come up. Uh, if I'm playing console games, uh, that audio comes through a separate channel. I can turn that up. Um, sometimes, depending how I route Discord, that can be its own channel, I turn that up. And it's really allowed me to give me manual control because that's what I wanted. Some people are super happy using OBS or using Streamlabs OBS and having all of that being managed digitally or using a program called, shoot, now I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget what that's called. I was just messing with it yesterday. Virtual banana? No, that's definitely not it. <laughs> I will find out, because I sent a message to my friend. This is not it. I'm gonna come up with it in a second. I'm gonna have to delete all this stuff out. I think I texted it to him. Well, it's a virtual audio software. It's going to come to me. Someone's going to send me a, a tweet saying, hey, stupid, it was this. Uh, I know it's one's banana and one's potato, and it's a virtual audio mixer. But it's a way for you to have control over your audio levels and then be able to hear them as well. The biggest thing that I like is that I can monitor everything that comes through the mixer. I can hear my headphones. So I can hear how loud I am versus the music, how loud the music is versus... The, the game audio, um, I really like having, you know, being able to monitor all of that in my headphones without having to worry about any anything digitally. I feel like every time I use the software, I mess something up. But I'm growing. The streams are getting a little more consistent, which is good. I'm starting to get a better idea of where my audio levels need to be and where my voice needs to be. So I think we're a little over two months now of me streaming consistently. I'm a little sad that I'm going to be going away now for a month and I'm not going to be able to stream it all the whole time I'm, I'm away. 
uh, I feel like I've had a little bit of momentum and I've been growing with that and now I have to stop. So that kind of stinks. But that's kind of the way I went about it. I mean, before when I was just using the USB microphone, when I was using my Snowball, it was just the one microphone into the computer through USB and my headset and that was it. And it was pretty simple. So that's what was nice about having a USB setup is you don't really need a lot. You just plug everything in, hit, you know, stream or record. And for the most part, if you somewhat know what you're doing, unlike me, it works. So, but yeah, so that's what I want to talk about today. Just kind of go over audio wise. I don't know which microphone I'm going to go with for these podcasts. I think this one sounds pretty good. I do really, really, really enjoy my Rode pod mic. Um, but if yeah, if you guys are listening to this and you've listened to the other three, let me know which, which one you guys think sounds best because I want to do, like I said, what sounds best for you guys. All right. So I was super fortunate for this interview and I just lost it. It is... I am interviewing a gentleman named TIE Fighter. He's a great guy. I met him through the X1 Bros podcast. Um, he's one of their community members. We had a great conversation. So, TIE Fighter. It is, he is Tyler McGlasson. I hope I did not b- butcher that. Uh, he writes gaming reviews and features for Clutch.Win platform. During the day, he works as the lead science researcher at Bodybuilding.com, which is pretty crazy, uh, where he reviews all content on the site for clarity, validity, and regulatory compliance. He's also a partnered streamer with Mixer, where he mostly plays loot and shooter games like Destiny, Division, Borderlands, and everything in between. I don't know how he has time for all those different looter shooters, but great conversation. Really looking forward for you guys to hear it and getting your input. So I will see you guys after the interview. All right. So, so Tyler, TIE Fighter. First of all, there is another TIE Fighter on Mixer. He needs to go. Dude, you have no idea how difficult it is to actually take control of like a singular name. Uh, that's why I have to go by TIE Fighter TV everywhere because I was just barely too late uh, to get it. So yeah, the, the baseline, like just just TIE Fighter, uh, they, they do have a streaming account on Mixer, but they, at least the last time I checked, they're not, they're not particularly active the last time I checked. And it's not like you can go to them and be like, hey, give me your name. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can't. Um, and you can't, even as a partner, you can't go to Mixer and be like, Hey, I'd like to take over this name because of all this clout that I carry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm Um, more popular. No, they have, they have guidelines that allow for it, but you have to have like a hundred thousand followers and like 50,000 Twitter followers and stuff. You have to have a a very large following in order to do it. But anyway, so, uh, you had asked right before we started recording kind of how, uh, I got started. So, um, I started streaming, on Mixer in the in the spring of 2017, and it was all kind of the function of a New Year's resolution that I had made for that year. And it's you know it was a time in my life where I was really I was gaming a lot, but I was gaming by myself a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, playing a lot of single player games, and I didn't really have a lot of Xbox friends because no one in my family really plays Xbox. And the and the guys that I had played with in college had all kind of you know stopped and gone into their jobs and zoned out of it. And so. <laughs> I was a little alone and it was kind of a bummer because no one I worked with did it either. So it was just kind of this isolated hobby. And so I told myself for that resolution, um, I'm going to get more involved in the industry as a whole. 
um, not just try and find more friends, but like I want to be embedded in, in whatever this culture is because there is obviously much more to it than I expected. Um, up until that time, like, yeah, I played games and yeah, I knew about Halo and I knew about, you know, what the different mm -hmm. Nintendo systems were, but like the concept of like living in the world of games was never something that uh, I was really introduced to. And so I, I told myself my resolution is I'm going to start uh, diving in. I want to be surrounded by this because this is something I'm passionate about. So anyway, uh, what better way to do that than by pressing a single button on my Xbox uh, stream to Twitch. Uh, that time um, Mixer was Beam and Beam had not yet been incorporated into Microsoft and so all mm -hmm. there was directly from my Xbox was Twitch so I just went for it. And I did that for a little while. I was playing a lot of Smite at that point. And so I just, I streamed Smite to Twitch for like three months. And I think I garnered a whopping seven followers. It was a great time. Ooh. Yeah, super great. And uh, well, I mean, the, the setup was me sitting in our second bedroom with the Kinect camera on me. Nice. But if you remember the Kinect, it has this huge oh, yeah. wide lens. And so you can see like my entire house from the whole bedroom. This, yeah, it was just all there. And it was a horrible angle because, you know, it's kind of sitting on this little nightstand next to the TV. And it's, it's all, <laughs> you can just see my whole body sitting in this yeah. like little floor chair. And it was, just, it was yeah. a horrible production value. I didn't have any notifications or anything like that. I was using my phone to read chat. Just mm -hmm. awful. Uh, but uh, that was right, like, like I mentioned, that was right around when Beam was integrated into Microsoft. That was in the March of that year. And it, it turned into Mixer, and I figured, uh, you know, what better time than now to start on this platform because there's going to be a bunch of people piling in, and the platform's going to grow, and it's going to be great. So uh, I joined in, and I started meeting, meeting other streamers, and I integrated myself into a stream team called the Xbox Streamers. Uh, an originally named group that all focused on streaming Xbox games. And so I met I met a lot of the people that I actually still network with very closely now. That's awesome. Um, only two of them were partners at the time, and I think by the time the team kind of dissolved uh, amicably, like we just kind of stopped doing team yeah. stuff. Uh, but by the time it dissolved, I think something like 25 out of 30 of us had become partners. So... That's awesome. Uh, it, was a, it was a really great group, and we all supported each other really heavily and helped, you know, cross-promoted and everything. It was, yeah. it was a great, great thing. Uh, so that's how I met David. David was a part of that group. Um, uh, you interviewed David last, in last week's podcast. Yeah. And so um, that uh, relationship is what led to my current job now, working with Clutch. And, uh, man, there have been many kind of steps along the way. But that's, that's how my content creation started was – um, just sitting in a chair in my second bedroom and streaming and hoping something cool happens. Uh, I've looked at a lot of your VODs the last couple of days, and you oh. have a super professional, high-quality looking setup. How did you go from your Connect to that? One step at a time. Uh, so uh, the, the, the very first VOD you will ever see if you go to my Twitch channel, uh, that's, you know, that's the basis, right? It's, it's just my Xbox and my Connect. Uh, and then uh, we moved into the house that I'm currently in, and, and now I kind of have this whole upstairs loft to myself, so I've been able to really customize it. And, um, you know, it started with um, the biggest leap in quality is always when you go from just streaming directly from your Xbox to streaming from your Xbox through a capture card on your PC, mm -hmm. right? Because then you're using capture software and you can integrate uh, notifications and different screens and different camera angles and overlays and all the stuff. Like that's when you can start having fun. Uh, and so 
yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, just making that step and using a capture card was big and then, you know, getting the right camera angle was, you know, important and then making sure I have all the fancy gaming paraphernalia behind me so people have stuff to look at. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, like when it comes to overlays and like notification stuff, that's all super easy and cheap. You can go to Nerd or Die or um, mm -hmm. there, there's like there's three or four sites that you can just buy packages from for like 10 bucks. It's super cheap. And, and and it all looks like very well done. It's like really high quality graphic design, and so I uh, highly recommend people do that if they're interested in, in getting notification packages. So I'll say one of the biggest things I pulled from from your streams: you have a glorious beard, and I am oh, jealous. Man. I'm not uh, allowed to have one for work, and I'm just like, look at that <laughs> yeah, beauty. Unfortunately, the military is pretty strict about that one, but uh, yeah. Um, so it's 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 not as glorious today as it was two weeks ago. I did trim it back a little bit, um, but it's, so the beard actually started in June of last year. We were right at the beginning of the summer season of Destiny Two, and we knew that a new like big raid was going to be coming with the Shadowkeep expansion that dropped in September. And so we just kind of made a deal, me and my buds, and I'm like, okay, guys, like I know about when the raid is coming. I'm just gonna go for it. I'm not gonna trim my beard until we beat the raid. And so I just let it go. And, and I had never let my beard grow that long before. And really? I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. And so it grew and grew and grew. And uh, unfortunately, and I really hate to admit this, um, we went, me and my wife went down to Los Angeles for like a, like a very fancy wedding. And it happened mm -hmm. to be the, like two days before the raid released. Uh, <laughs> and so, and, and she was very clear. She's like, you cannot like like yeah, it looks horrible photos. untrimmed yeah so we had to look good for all that stuff so i had to trim it up and then we went into the raid so unfortunately I didn't quite make it there but i made it i made it about four months without trimming it and wow. got pretty big and then i just kind of got used to having a beard and so i i just i i didn't cut it after that for a long time and so it just kind of stayed pretty long until recently and i'm like okay i should probably clean it up like gotta keep it professional blah 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 and so yeah, yeah. but thank you I, it's very nice no I, I tell my wife when i retire I'm gonna have a beard like Leonidas from 300. Oh yeah, you should. And, and the cool part wait. is, is like Leonidas's beard. It's not super long, so it's very attainable. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited about that. It'll be good. Yeah. So uh, um, I asked you this a little bit earlier, but um, we kind of got veered off course. I'm curious about what it means to stream for the military. Yeah, so so I'm in the Army National Guard. Okay. Um, I'm here out in DC. Uh, literally, um, maybe like two months ago. We have a, a forum with all of, I should turn that off. We have a forum with all of the recruiters for the United States because each state has their own little program. Okay. Um, and someone posted from our headquarters, hey, we're looking for people who enjoy video games and do some streaming. We're looking to put some together. And I just said, hey, I'm interested. And I got a phone call and they said, um, hey, we're looking to do some Twitch streaming. We're going to start a Twitch channel and we're partnering that we actually are working with Twitch um, we actually just got partnered maybe two weeks ago, about two weeks, a week, wow, a week ago. Really cool. Yeah. So you don't um, stream from your personal channel on Twitch. You stream so from I, the military channel. So I do both. Um, okay. The Twitch channel, since we are, you know, a whole bunch of different states, we have a soldier from a handful of states. So there's about 10 of us that share the Army National Guard channel. I'm every other Wednesday. Um, and then we have a different soldier kind of every evening. Okay. Um, and then I have my own personal channel the Maldo underscore Rob um, that I stream from every Wednesdays and Sundays right Got now. It. Got it. Uh, but it's been a huge, I had no experience before this. I streamed from Twitch occasionally mm -hmm. on my PlayStation with the PlayStation camera. Yep. Um, and that same crazy view. Uh, it wasn't great. Actually, when I, when I said I would do it and they said that they were looking for streamers, I, 
stream that night and said, hey, I should probably stream so they can at least see a recent yeah. thing of me streaming. And they laughed about that when they called me. Um, but I had no real experience. I didn't have a PC that can do any of this. That day, I told my wife, hey, I need to buy a computer for work. I spent $2,000 on some crazy oh, PC. Oh, man. Yeah, with an i9 and a 2080 in That's it. a lot of PC. Yeah, it's glorious. I love it. Um, I struggle to go back to consoles now. Yeah, but, I um, expect so. Yeah, so now I just keep telling my wife, I think almost weekly, hey, uh, I need to buy a new camera for work. Or I just, <laughs> I just, uh, I have a, uh, the Logitech 920. Mm -hmm, that's um, what I use. I just bought a Sony video camera, a handy oh, cam. Oh, those big fancy ones, huh? CXD 409. It's not that big, um, but it's going to, just from going from the webcam to an actual video camera is going to, I've, I fussed around with my audio equipment. I had a ton of audio issues when I first started. You um, and 100% of every streamer. That is, that is the hardest part of streaming. Problem. How, how is it? Cause you sound great. I don't, you know, I'm sure this is over time you doing this. How did you get to that? All right. So like every streamer in the world, I started with using a gaming headset for my microphone. Yes. Um, and, and when you're streaming directly from the Xbox, literally all you have to do is plug your aux cable into your controller and boom, you have a microphone. Mm -hmm. uh, and it always sounds like you're talking through a walkie talkie and yeah. that's fine. Cause everyone starts there. And you're like whopper, um, no onions. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, okay, so then I moved into my current home and my, my uh, TV for the Xbox sits on the desk next to my monitors for my computer. So it's just nice, one big happy setup now. And so I figured, cool, now is the time where I can get a stationary microphone. So I'll start with that. Um, in the beginning, money was kind of an issue. And so I went on to amazon.com and I typed in microphone and I found, um, you know, one of the cheaper options that I could get. I think it was, you know, some $30 USB microphone and cool. That's that'll work great. And it was a it was a vast improvement over yeah. what I had been using previously. Now with those uh, $30 USB cardioid mics, they pick up everything in the room. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's there. That's what they're, they're great for that. Um, and so you can sit really far back. It doesn't really matter where you are. It's going to pick up your voice. Yeah. But unfortunately, it, it picks up um, my wife using the blender downstairs and it picks up, uh, my dog farting in the next room and it picks up every echo that yeah. comes through this room, even though I've got it all padded out, there's really no like blocking out any of that. Um, and now, um, man, when was this about a year ago? I think I decided I was going to make the leap into kind of the next step. And that is um, a, dyna a dynamic mic and also nice. an, an XLR mic. So this is okay. an XLR dynamic mic, um, which is not a brand or anything. That is a type no. of mic. And so that means I'm using uh, a mixer now. So it's um, a microphone that doesn't pick up ambient noise. You have to be like right up on the business of this what microphone. What kind of microphone are you using? Uh, it is a Golden Age D2. And then I just have... I'm going to Google it. Yeah, no, it's it's super high quality and it's a really like relatively good, uh, well priced. It's like 150 bucks or something, and it comes through really clear. And okay, I think yeah, it I've sounds about 90 percent as good as like the three and four hundred dollar microphones. And I figure that is like that's good enough for me. I'm I'm mm -hmm. not like I'm not recording voice overlays. I'm not you know submitting portfolios for yeah, voice yeah. acting or anything. Like I don't need to have perfect audio, but I you have good great. audio, and that's fine. And then the mixer that I have is only, uh, it's very small. It only has room for one single microphone in, which is fine. I'm not running a podcast with multiple yeah. microphones. It's just, you know, I just need to be able to control the volume and the bass and the treble and a little bit of compression. And that all happens on a, a very small board right in front of me. And it just 
works you know I, the the mixer itself is just a usb into the computer so the computer thinks it's a usb mic yeah. when in fact it is a much cleaner uh signal than that so yeah. I, uh, I i had crazy microphone issues so i had i started just i had a the first microphone i bought was the snowball the like 50 dollar sure. one yeah. i got from best buy it sounded okay but when i started streaming i didn't know how to use obs properly so i was playing uh, the i had it monitored but the monitor was also coming out of the output so oh, okay, they were yeah. hearing both so it was like super distorting or it would be super super low uh so the next day that was one of those honey i need to buy something for work <laughs> uh, i bought a usb interface and a um cardioid microphone at at2020 yep and it was awesome like an immediate that's 100% a good mic. improvement but just like you, it heard everything. Mm -hmm. uh, dishes in the background. It heard the dogs going crazy. Uh, it heard like people. I live in an apartment building, so there's like people in the hallway. You can hear the people up. next door. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I, I ended up picking up the Rode Pod mic recently. Oh yeah, I, it's a, yeah. I actually, my buddy just picked that one up too. I really like it. It's a hundred bucks. Um, it's uh, it is a solid, solid, just like dynamic microphone and it's it's really i, I really you're, liked it you're coming through great right now i, I know i nerd out about this stuff i do this thing where if i see something i'll watch a gazillion youtube videos mm -hmm. i will google till my fingers bleed um about a particular item and it was just microphones oh, yeah, for about same. three weeks and then, yeah, i did the same thing with this golden age and i you know went for the videos like how does the golden age compare to the shore smb which is kind of like the standard for expensive microphones and so the guy is like standing in his little, you know, sound booth and he, you know, said a couple sentences on the, on the, uh, D2 and he said a couple of sentences on the SMB and I'm, I'm looking at that video right now. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, this guy, like, you know, he sounds pretty good on both. And if I'm, if I'm a relatively new user of the audio world and I'm having a difficult time distinguishing the difference between these two mics, then I'm probably going to come out. Okay. Now there's absolutely some audio files that are going to come in and be like, yo, you can absolutely improve your sound. Yeah. And, and, and that's true. But like, man, like I feel like a relatively educated person. And if I'm coming out of this thinking they sound pretty similar, then that's totally fine with me. So yeah, I am. Um uh, very similar to you and, uh, I can definitely relate to where you're coming. That's how my wife knows I'm going to buy something is I'll just be staring at it on the computer. She's <laughs> no, like, are you going to buy a new microphone? I'm like, maybe. So anyway, I, uh, I've been streaming kind of, you know, as is kind of maintaining the status quo for quite some time, but, um, my focus has, uh, kind of shifted, uh, and, and, and you've seen that through my time with Clutch. Um, I was not always with Clutch. I've, I've streamed a lot longer than I have been with Clutch. For those who don't know, Clutch is like an like a Instagram platform style for gaming clips. Um, but very recently, I've been brought onto the team to help um, create content for their blog, which is kind of like a written platform, right? So our, our own small little IGN website, uh, clutch.wins. Do you do that blog. full time? No, I do not. No, I do that on the side. Um, so uh, full-time, I work at bodybuilding.com. Uh, so I work, technically I'm in the legal division, uh, but I work in, this, in a subsection called compliance. And so it's our job to make sure that everything on the website is up to par with uh, all the regulatory bodies, right? The FDA, the FTC, uh, basically, you know, any, any government body that oversees um, supplements or health or food or anything like that, we have to make sure that our company is following the rules. And so yeah. So I, I Googled your name and a YouTube video came up from bodybuilding.com. Yeah. How did you, 
how did that transition? How do you go from legal to, to YouTube? So I, I am still in legal, but mm -hmm. the company is small enough that we all get to wear a lot of hats. Really? Um, so you found a video called Brain Gains, I would assume. I think so. Um, yeah, so that is a show that we do once a month. It was actually an idea that I had. Uh, really? Yeah, we started it about two years ago. So once a month we go up, uh, my coworker Alec and I, uh, go on to camera live on YouTube and on Facebook and sometimes we go on Twitch but uh, BBcom's presence on Twitch is not particularly strong so we don't always make it on there when we're going live but mm -hmm. uh, YouTube and Facebook are our big ones and so once a month we go on for about half an hour and we have a topic that we want to talk about. We, we try and keep it a very educational show like it's not this is not a branded show. It's not an advertisement. Um, we want to go in and, and use this opportunity to help teach people about our products and also give them a chance to ask questions specifically to us. Like we want it to be like a live stream on Twitch, right? Where they can ask questions and we can answer, Hey, you know, Tom, I see your question right there. Thank you for that question. Here's the answer. Uh, and so, you know, I think this past month we talked all about protein, right? So here's what you need to know about whey protein and what's the difference between whey protein and plant protein and meat protein and egg protein. And, you know, here's the different times you need to do the different times. And, uh, so we, we kind of have a, a topic that we want to discuss a bit, but we always make sure we way under schedule ourselves for <laughs> lecture so that we can take yeah. as many questions as possible. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, it you know, we usually get you know, anywhere from 15 to 30 questions covered in over the course of the episode. That's and, awesome. Um, we also use it as an opportunity to highlight like transformations. And so if someone submits to us like, you know, a before and after and a little story, we'll overlay our screen with that transformation and be like, hey, you know, this is Tom. Tom lost 50 pounds doing this. Everyone give a shout out to Tom, way to go. And uh, then we also um, uh, have used it to like, you know, do interviews with certain athletes that have come over to uh, our headquarters. So it's, it's kind of a cool little show and it's, you know, it's still evolving and we're still, I think, trying to figure out what it's going to be long-term, but um, it's been very fun to see it kind of grow and evolve. It's, 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 a, it's cool that um, me from a legal position have been able to take what I do with Mixer and turn it into something at work. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, and, it sounds like you really enjoy creating content. I mean, wh yeah, where does absolutely. That come from? I want to, I want to give something to the world where they can learn and come, come away with uh, either, either having learned something or having been entertained. I think that's a very fulfilling uh, thing to do. And unfortunately, I'm unable to do that from my desk very often. But uh, being able to do that through Brain Gains has been very cool. Uh, it was kind of funny when we first started doing it. Um, you know, I, I volunteered my services to, to be in front of camera and no one at work knew <laughs> that I did mixer streaming. Really? And so, you know, I came into it with many hundreds of hours spent in front of a camera <laughs> and natural, right. And they're like, man, how you, you look so comfortable in front of the camera and you have no problem talking to chat. Like, this is really cool. And I'm like, yeah, that's me all 100% of my talent just out of nowhere. Uh, so yeah, it ended up being a nice little crossover. So do they know now that you're, you know, uh, some of the people know, star? I still don't really advertise it because I still struggle with the fact that very few of my colleagues play, appreciate, or care about video games in any fashion. And so, you know, for my closest colleagues, the people I sit with, the people in my department, they absolutely know what I do. And yeah. they like totally roll their eyeballs every time <laughs> I talk about video games in any way because they just don't care but they also don't give me any crap for it or anything so it's just kind of this thing that i do and so i get a like phone calls from from previous coworkers in different states and they're dumbfounded that the military is spending money behind this i mean it's that's it's huge that's a huge change a huge uh, departure from normal so it's really cool that you've uh, been selected to be a part of this huge advancement in in medium 
the fact that the military is using something like Twitch to reach new people is is pretty impressive. It's it's been interesting, and like I said, it's been a huge learning curve. All of the streamers are relatively new. We have okay. uh, one guy who was a professional PUBG player, and he he traveled around oh, cool. the world playing PUBG for a couple years when he was younger. Wow! Um, but it's, he's been he's a couple years removed from that. But man, for the most has part, PUBG been out that long. Good lord! On um, PC, it's been out for a little while. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, but for the most part, we're all kind of learning together in the ideal way. I really want to put out the most professional product possible because at, at some point they're going to look for some soldiers to do it full time sure. and that would be the perfect military job for me. That'd be great. Yeah. Right now I'm a recruiter. Um, that's my main job that I do, you know, Monday through Friday and then the Twitch stuff is just on the side. Okay. Um, we're looking at, you know, going to events, going to things like E3 and TwitchCon and stuff like that. Okay. And I just want to know that what I'm putting out there is quality and someone can look at it and appreciate it and say, man, that looks good. So it, you've already got great audio. You've got a great video with this new fancy camera you bought. What is, Soon. what is a, what is a piece of your quality that you feel like you need to work on next? Um, the video is the next part. I mean, that's the, the sound took forever to get. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I really want to, I, that camera comes in next week. Okay. So that's right, the, yeah. the next portion. Um, lighting has been a big, I didn't know how much lighting affected your, your camera quality. Yeah, I mean, it does. Absolutely. I'm, I'm getting a tan in front of my, <laughs> in front of my PC. So I, got, I am, uh, I am absolutely fibbing my lighting. 100%. Really? How do you do uh, that? So you go to my stream uh, and you look at me and I'm actually very well lit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm blessed with very soft lighting in here. Okay. Uh, and it looks like I have some relatively good, like expensive, good lights on me. My background's not great because it's all white and it's just yeah. got crap behind it. Like it's not like the fancy Twitch streamers with their $300 colored LEDs in the back and stuff. I don't do that. But like you can see my face very well and the camera has no problem seeing me because I, I'm pretty well lit. And it has nothing to do with the hardware. I'm actually using two $7 Walmart floor lamps. Oh. <laughs> and because of the frosted, perfect plastic nature of the shades yeah. and the fact that they both um, point upwards into a 45 degree ceiling, yeah, the light bounces perfectly at me indirectly from many different directions. Thus, I am perfectly lit with no shadows. That is amazing. And, and it's all diffuse, all from spending less than $15 on lamps. I, uh, I got a $50 key light that I have attached to a cell phone, like gooseneck clip. Nice. Uh, it's probably going to fall one day, like midstream, and break one of my monitors. You got to whip out more of that military money and get some of that Elgato lighting stuff they have going on now. Yeah, when I get when I become higher ranked, hopefully I can afford some of that stuff. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 blessed with the geometry of this room. It, it allows me to keep my lighting very very cheap. I'm so, wondering if I should paint the shades so that the light is only going up into the ceiling and not directly at me, and then. Perhaps I can put some colors behind me for that, you know, that extra yeah. level of Twitch professionalism. I mean, but. you look great already, but oh golly, yeah. Sorry, I'm flattering. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you can go back in time, or mm -hmm. you can talk to previous Tie Fighter, mm -hmm. what would you say? Like, hey, you're about to get started on this journey. Th you know, this is what you should do, or this is what mistakes I made. Oh, I should have started way sooner. Um, so I waited. So there was there was a gap between when I finished college and when I started streaming of about three years 
where I didn't do, uh, there was nothing that I was doing that would have stopped me from streaming. I just didn't because I didn't think of it. I didn't know that it really existed. Uh, I didn't know that I was capable of doing it. I knew that Twitch existed, but I didn't know what its potential was. And I had so much free time in those few years because I was like a bank teller and then I was a server at a restaurant and then I was a bartender. I was just swimming in all this free time during my days. And uh, I absolutely could have started sooner and uh, gotten ahead of like what was a very big wave of content creators that started mm -hmm. about two or three years ago. Um, if I'd have started in 2012 when I really could have, things would be very different now. But uh, unfortunately, that is not the way it was. So here we are. Late yeah. start, old man. Yeah, I think Twitch is one of the most saturated markets out there. Sure. Sure. I mean, there's 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 tons of arguments and, and, and math on both sides of that equation when it comes to like, sure, Twitch is super saturated, but man, the pool of viewers is significantly larger on Twitch. Uh, but, you know, you know, the majority of those viewers are only watching, you know, the top 5% of the content creators. So that means there's just deep, dark black holes of, of you know, uh, 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 directories full of people that have zero viewers all the time and so are the numbers skewed of course they are but then the opportunity that the ceiling on twitch is significantly higher than it is on any other platform and twitch is really where a lot of the companies care about because of that potential and you know that the, the, you can go on and on and on about what's best um, i think that you know the right answer a lot of people come in and they say you know is it best for me to start a mixer is it best for me to start on twitch uh, i think it's best for people to start on multiple platforms um, you, you can restream anywhere you want now you, with a single stream you can go to restream or you know any number yeah, of different services and send your signal to uh, twitch and mixer and youtube and facebook and caffeine and wherever you want uh, at the same time and figure out where it is your people are because 100 percent of streamers will find their people but there's no telling where those people are and so um, you know, cast your net wide and figure out where you're going to land. But uh, unfortunately, there's no like real right answer when it comes to where is best, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, it's been challenging. I mean, to figure out w what exactly I'm going to be doing. I am, um, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts and, and watched a lot of videos um, talking about putting content kind of on other platforms and developing followers at other places mm -hmm. and driving them to your stream because there's not a lot of content curation on things like twitch and mixer um you're correct yeah is that is that part of why you do the clutch thing or is it just um, it's just you I fell into that i don't do clutch to promote my mixer at all um so the the most discoverable platform on the internet right now is youtube Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of content creators on Mixer and on Twitch are starting to realize that if you can make content specifically for YouTube, that is discoverable. And if I want to search for Destiny content or Anthem content or Fallout content or whatever, like that is an evergreen platform where people may, may always potentially find what you've created there. Uh, where streaming is absolutely not. People will either find you when you are streaming or they will not find you. And so when it comes to evergreen stuff, yeah, YouTube's the place to go. Uh, Clutch for me is what was kind of the next step of content creation. Um, it is not supposed to be beside Mixer. It is supposed to be the next step beyond it. Um, okay. Once I spent some time streaming, you know, a couple years, I it became very clear to me that 
uh, not only am I not going to be the next like ninja or Tim the Tap Man, I'm not sure that's what I want to be. Uh, I don't know if that's the place I want to hold within the gaming universe. Uh, I want to be uh, a, a voice of reason. I want to uh, potentially, hopefully, design games. But in the meantime, I'd love to be more intimately involved in sharing game reviews or game discussion or game opinions or or insight or news or whatever. I want to write about it. Uh, and so that train started about a year and a half ago um, in the summer of 2018. So after I joined the xbox streamers stream team i was there for a while and some of the members of that team were also on another streaming team called the hardcore casuals uh and it's so great names yeah it's a, it's a great <laughs> name i really uh it was, it was really i was excited to join in and one of the things that the hardcore casuals wanted to do is they wanted to start their own website in addition to their streaming on mixer and so this was going to be a content focused website uh with a blog and with videos and with features and the works and you can go to the website right now thehardcorecasuals.com and so right at the beginning of that website i took it upon myself like i'm going to run this blog and i'm going to get other people to join in and i'm going to i'm going to be the one who edits all the content and i'm going to write for it as well and this thing is going to be my baby and so for a long time it was like you know well, i shouldn't say a long time i can't really emphasize it because it was only really about a year year and a half mm -hmm. that's that's um, still decent that's I, commitment I, I wrote a ton um i i tried to recruit people to join in and you know for the for the majority of that time i played a butt ton of destiny 2 that was just the main focus and i still play a butt ton of that game so that was where a lot of my writing was focused is, you know, it's what i cared about it's what i was most integrated in when it came to community and so that was you know where most of the output was Luckily enough, oh, go ahead. one day, so this story actually goes even deeper. Um, one day I was uh, on Twitter and, you know, a friend of a friend retweeted and someone liked it. And this post popped up on my Twitter feed from an editor at PC Gamer. And all it said was, we're looking to make Destiny content for the new Shadowkeep expansion. If you know a lot about the game and you know how to write, shoot me a message. And so it was just kind of an open call. And so I sent this guy a direct message. Hey, my name is Tyler. I feel like I fit these qualifications. Here's 10 articles that I've written about Destiny in the last three months. Tell me what you think. And um, he got back to me very, very quickly and said, we're interested. Let's get this going. And so uh, very shortly after that, I actually got a Destiny 2 build guide published on PC Gamer. And it was wow. like my very first, like, wow, like this is, yeah. this is legitimate. This You're is like real. They, they paid me to make this like, I can now say that I have written for PC Gamer. That's awesome. Man, cool. Yeah. And uh, shortly after that, that's when I heard from our friend David about Clutch. Um, apparently, he had used the fact that I had been published on PC Gamer to talk to one of the higher ups at Clutch at, you know, for me without even me really knowing it. He really, he really talked were, me up. Were you and, part of their blog at that point? When I know they, they had put out that they were looking for people to write content. Were you part of that? So uh, I'm not sure when that was. I joined at about mid-December with with Clutch. So you know I've only been with them for a couple months now. Okay. Um, but you know he connected me with the with the leader of the blog at that point, and he, mm -hmm. he's being on PC Gamer is absolutely what got me that job. That's awesome. It, you know establishes reputation and credibility yeah. and blah blah blah. And so. Uh, from there I've been, you know, I've been pushing one or two articles a week on clutch ever since. And, uh, it's looking like I'm going to continue to do so for the foreseeable future. So that is uh, really cool. That is awesome. Uh, that's super exciting that you're a part of that. And 
growing that platform. Yeah, it's, um, I, I am looking forward to using this as an example of if there's something that you want to do, start doing it. Uh, I, I've had a lot of people come into stream. How do I start being a streamer? How do I start uh, with writing? Or how do I start my blog? Or how do I do this? And the answer is literally like, go do it right now. You know, yeah. if you want to start a blog, go to medium.com and start your blog, uh, which I also did, but that was kind of beside <laughs> the point. I, uh, and if you are interested in streaming, go on your Xbox and hit start streaming right now. Uh, and I think a lot of people are really afraid of um, doing poorly and being yeah. perceived poorly. Uh, but the answer to that is uh, everyone starts poorly and mm -hmm. you're not ever going to get to the point where you don't suck at something unless you suck at it for a little while and you start learning the tricks that make the people who are good at it actually good at it. And so you learn very quickly, okay, these are the things that um, make for a great streamer and these are the steps that I can take in order to make my stream better. And so for a while, for a very long while, you're gonna be streaming or writing to an empty room and that's entirely okay because that is the perfect time to start learning how to do these things better. And then by the time people start noticing that you exist and start looking for your content, you will have many hours and many pieces of your portfolio already completed so that when you, when, you know, when the door, uh, when someone knocks at the door with an opportunity for you, you can look back and say, here's 10 examples of work that I have from the last three months let me know what you think. That's so crazy. Because, what do they say? Luck is uh, when preparation meets opportunity. I exactly mean, you're ready. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what I wanted, right? So when we started the blog with the hardcorecasuals.com, I made it very clear to the other members, like our Google SEO does not exist, which means no one will come to this webpage unless they see our posts on Twitter about our webpage and click through. Google will never send people to our website because yeah. we have no reputability. Uh, and it's not that we suck. It's not that we're bad. It's just, you know, from a technical perspective, there's no reason for any search engine to push towards our website. So knowing that we have to modify our expectations for this website and know that it is not for people to come see it. It is to use as a time travel device. We are using <laughs> like this website is a portfolio. Yes. And so when people come knocking, when people ask you know, if, if you want to be a part of what they're doing, you can send them 10 links from the hardcorecasuals.com and they can see what your work looks like on the internet. And so that's what we did and it worked out really well. And, and I'm, I'm really hoping that people are able to kind of use that and use it as inspiration and motivation to, to try and just, just start doing your own thing and start creating because it, it is absolutely worth it. I am thrilled that I'm able to do what I do now. I, uh, I'm definitely at the first part of sucking at things. Um, I, ju I just started a YouTube channel. I posted mm -hmm. my first video. It's been live for three, almost four days now, and I've mm -hmm. gotten two sweet views. All right. <laughs> um, but I just don't feel nearly as comfortable, and I'm trying to write scripts out, and I just don't feel natural yet. But when it's just me, because when, it, when it's streaming, there's other people I can interact, or usually there's other people and I can interact. Mm -hmm. But when it's just me staring at the camera and trying to not look at the script. It's weird, right? I feel, yeah, weird. I, I feel like I don't know what to do with my hands. It's 100%. Dude, I've, I have done it where I've literally sat on my hands to talk <laughs> because I absolutely, like, I even talk with my hands when I'm here on the podcast. Yeah. And that was that was one of the problems that happened with the cardioid mic is I'd bump it. And <laughs> I would have to, like, when we, we, part of the Hardcore Casuals was we had a weekly podcast about gaming. And every day that we do it, I would have to take my wedding ring off because my hand bumps the table all the time and I have a yeah. tungsten ring that just 
you know, sounds the alarm Echoing. every time it backs, you know, every time it bangs on the desk. And so, uh, yeah, I'd have to sit on my hands, take off my ring, like make sure I can't bump anything hundred percent. Like I know exactly where you're coming from. That is awesome. Uh, so look, we're, we're coming to the end of things. Uh, where can people find you? Um, where do you post your stuff? Uh, how can we get a hold of you if you want to? All right. So I am pretty much everywhere at TIE Fighter TV. So T-Y Fighter TV uh, on Twitter and on Mixer and on Instagram. Uh, but when it comes to like my written work, all of that is posted on clutch.win slash blog. Uh, I'm not TIE Fighter over there. I'm actually just Tyler McLassen. That's my name. Uh, but uh, yeah, follow me on socials. I post everything that I write on uh, my Twitter and stuff. I actually don't post anything that I write on my Instagram because I have so many family members that follow me on Instagram and I don't want to like berate them with gaming content. So they don't think I'm weird, but, uh, Instagram is kind of like my real life Tyler platform. And then Twitter is kind of like my gaming Tyler platform. So that's kind of how I keep it separate. But, uh, anyway, yeah, come follow me there. I, I write mostly about, um, uh, looter shooter games so destiny division borderlands all that kind of stuff and then uh, whenever they need me to i cover shooters and uh, sometimes i cover random new games because we want to feature new games that people are interested in learning about so like i just did a feature on the beta for disintegration the one that came out very recently nice. from the makers of halo um, and so if you like that kind of stuff if you want to learn more about it that's uh, that's where i put it all right last question yeah uh, if i only have time for one destiny or division Ooh, okay, so this is a very personal question and actually depends a lot on the type of person. Uh, but if we're gonna if we're gonna paint really broad strokes here, I feel like they're me, very similar games. I don't know think, if that's an offensive you, you, statement. You'd hundred percent think that, but since since I spend so much time in both of them, I have to get really granular on it. Okay. okay. Uh, but if I'm gonna paint with a really broad brush, uh, a, a great analogy came up and I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it. Uh, but Destiny is Apple and Division is Android, 100%. They are both looter shooter games, but uh, The Division is a third person, very technical and tactical shooter uh, that involves very real world weapons and very, very by the number spreadsheet granular stats. And Destiny is much more living the power fantasy of being a space wizard and <laughs> you know using your magic to you know, defeat the alien enemies of, yeah. of the light and, you know, fighting the darkness. And it's a little bit more, you know, metaphorical, but, uh, you know, I have, you know, over a thousand hours in destiny two and many Holy hundreds cow. in the division. So like that, there is no wrong answer when it comes to this or that they're both wonderful games and, and divisions about to get this really huge expansion in two weeks. That's really going to make it even better than it was before. So I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm living in a, in a wonderful world of looter shooters right now, and it's only going to get better. So it's great. Yeah. I, so I, I picked up the division on every platform because it's on for all. three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I played a ton of it on Xbox. I'm max level. I'm 500. Mm -hmm. What I, I like seeing the number go up. So I yeah. kind of lost a lot of motivation when it stopped at 500. See, that just means you're not looking at the right number. I know. I know. Maybe I need to, I need to watch more of your content. So um, on, on the 3rd of March is when their new expansion comes out yeah. and you can watch that number climb again. So hopefully you can check it out. <laughs> so I restarted it on PC. Okay. I just started again. Feels weird being back at the bottom. Feel pretty good. Yeah, it, it is nice. But, uh, Hey, that's, that's our time. Um, I appreciate everyone who came out, listened, Thank you for everyone who's been checking out the show. Episode two grew tremendously. So I'm really excited to be doing this and to be meeting these people and having these conversations. Make sure you guys check out TIE Fighter on Clutch.Win. He's got a great blog. He puts out great content, especially if you like The Division and Destiny. 
he is the content creator for you. So make sure you guys check him out. Until next time, guys, it's been a pleasure to serve. <laughs>